Sometimes it's easy to get lost in the smaller details of a story and completely miss the big picture. Today on Bloom, we'll discuss how we can live out our purpose in Jesus as a modern-day Proverbs 31 woman by not missing the forest through the trees. I'm your host, Jen Robinson, for October 7, 2022. podcast designed to inspire, encourage, and grow women in their relationships with each other and the Lord. So welcome back to another episode. If you are joining us for the first time, Bloom launches a new podcast on the first Friday of each month. It's our holy ambition that we grow deep in our knowledge of God's word, understand who we are in him, and live in a way that brings him the glory he is most worthy of. Now, if you have been a faithful listener and Bloom has watered your faith, we'd love for you to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with a friend so we can continue to grow together. So last month, we discussed three misconceptions of the Proverbs 31 woman, and we outlined those in three C's, condemnation, comparison, and competition. Now, whether you're less familiar with the Proverbs 31 woman or you've heard countless messages on this passage, you likely approached it with the sense that this woman is nothing short of amazing. She cooks, she sews, she owns property, she's a businesswoman, she's a trustworthy wife and a loving mother, she serves others, her candle is always lit. I mean, what doesn't she do? And if we're not careful, we'll quickly slip down the slope of feeling less than, feeling as though we don't measure up, believing lies about ourselves, and thinking God is just looking down on us, shaking his finger in complete disappointment. But then we unveiled the true purpose of this woman's story, that she is not written about so we can feel bad about ourselves, but so that God could communicate how he sees us and cherishes us. It's not about condemnation at all. It's a celebration. So now that we've shed light in the darkness, exposing the lies the enemy speaks and have revealed the truth, we're going to go further to talk about how we can live out our beautiful purpose for the kingdom as women created by God for God. All right, so let's dive in. Now, when I was researching this subject, I wasn't surprised to find article after article, blog after blog, listing the qualities of this woman based on her skill set. I really got a kick out of this short article that I came across where the writer wittingly gives examples on a modern-day Proverbs 31 woman, breaking it down verse by verse, and I want to share it with you. She writes, Are you familiar with the Proverbs 31 woman in the Bible? You might cringe at the mere thought of her, the one who seems to have it all together with a perfect home and perfect kids. Perhaps this passage seems like a foreign language to us because of the culture during which it was written. I've taken a stab at this by writing my own 21st century version. And in case you didn't already know, this woman in Proverbs 31 was not a real woman. This passage of scripture is a portrayal of a virtuous woman with virtuous qualities found in a godly woman. Feel better now? Enjoy and be encouraged. Beginning in verse 10, it says, A wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. A woman who truly seeks after God is rare in today's world. If she were paid for all she does, her annual salary would average around $150,000. And we could argue that. It's give or take, probably depending on where you live and cost of living. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. 
Because he married a smart woman, her husband trusts her completely to run the household. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She wants to honor her husband, even though her flesh yearns to control and demand her own ways. She refrains from husband bashing when she's with her girlfriends. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She purchases things for her home wisely and creates a warm atmosphere for her family. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She drives to Costco to stock up on goldfish crackers and chicken nuggets, and she sometimes orders items online to save money, time, and above all, her sanity. (laughs) She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She gets up in the middle of the night to care for a sick toddler who just puked all over the bed. We've all been there. When her alarm goes off, she fixes Pop-Tarts to go for her older kids who are about to miss the school bus because she was up all night. Servant girls, those would probably be her children who are assigned daily chores. (laughs) She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She finds a few bargains at Goodwill and then sells them on eBay to make a profit. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She strategically puts in a movie for her kids while she cleans the toilet, does a load of laundry, and unloads the dishwasher. If there's time left over, she'll quietly slip away to go to the bathroom for a few minutes of peace to herself. (laughs) She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. She earns extra income from holding a yard sale. She sleeps at peace, for the most part yet is ready to bound out of bed at a moment's notice when she hears her little ones crying out for her. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. If she has sewing abilities, and this is a rare blessing, but if she's like most, she frantically sews a button on her son's only clean pair of pants 15 minutes before he heads out the door for school. Anything requiring more work than this is dropped off at a dry cleaner's or seamstress shop. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She picks up a few extra items at Kroger for her neighbor, whose husband just lost his job. Her friend recovering from surgery needs someone to watch her kids for an afternoon, so she gladly accepts with a compassionate heart. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. When she wakes up to the first snow on the ground, she pulls out of the closet coats, gloves, boots, and hats that she got on sale at Target. She also combs through clearance racks to purchase spring and summer clothing for next year. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. She shops at Walmart to find a deal on a new comforter. She shops for clothes at consignment stores trying to stay within her family's tight budget. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Her husband walks into work feeling loved because he had a date with his wife last night. He brags on his wife to his buddies during his lunch meeting. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She gets an idea on Pinterest for a unique scarf and creates a website selling them to her friends. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She may be physically exhausted, but her inner strength comes from God. She can laugh at the days to come and often laughs at herself because her confidence and hope 
come from the Lord. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. After many moments of humility, she graciously gains wisdom. Her time in prayer and God's word overflows from her heart when she instructs her children. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She makes sure the diapers don't run out, keeps groceries stocked in the fridge, attempts to keep the never-ending laundry caught up, and oversees homework when she'd rather collapse on the couch and take a much-deserved nap. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. When her kids get up, they plead, Mommy, play with us. Her husband quickly kisses her while he rushes out the door, whispering, Babe, you rock. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Many women hold master's degrees and will walk into Fortune 500 companies sporting their high heels and business suits. But you are just as important sporting your PJs with spit-up smeared on the front, rocking your little ones, and reading them a story. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Our youthful skin gradually turns to wrinkles. The number on the scale inches up while metabolism slows down. So she doesn't obsess on her outward appearance, but focuses instead on feeding her soul, where true beauty is found in God's eyes. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Her hard work will pay off in the end because she has loved deeply through thick and thin. No matter what others say, God knows and sees everything she does and loves her relentlessly. We can easily relate to these modern day equivalents. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of us don't regularly use a distaff and a spindle. But we can't argue that the Proverbs 31 woman has quite the impressive resume. We can definitely give her that. But even though we can commend her for her wide range of gifts and abilities, I think we've somehow allowed that to become the primary focus of this woman. It's not to say that God hasn't given each of us unique talents that equip us to serve him and others to advance the kingdom. But I think if we only highlight the Proverbs 31 woman for her many proficiencies, we've once again missed the mark of what I believe God wants to convey through her. There's a common phrase you might be familiar with, don't miss the forest through the trees. And what this phrase implies is that we can misunderstand or neglect the larger scope at hand because we've decided to focus on a few parts of the story, whether that's intentional or unintentional. But when we do that, we tend to miss the most central piece of the narrative because we're consumed with other small details. Now, they might be supporting details to the story, but they are not the main point. So I want us to understand the main points because in order to be a modern day Proverbs 31 woman, we have to identify the main themes in the story. We got to see from the story that I just mentioned some practical pieces. There are several themes that we can easily glean from this woman, but to keep things simple, we're going to outline three distinct themes that unveil the true meaning behind this story, this woman, and God's desire for us today. Now, the passage of Proverbs 31 is called an epilogue, which is basically a fancy term for a section or speech at the end of a book. But catch this, an epilogue serves as a conclusion to what has happened. In other words, this section of verses that wrap up this entire wisdom book is dedicated to women. I think that speaks volume about how God values women that he would intentionally choose to close out this incredibly powerful book 
talking about us. Now, like the beginning of a lot of good stories, the Proverbs 31 epilogue opens with an attention-grabbing question. A woman of noble character, who can find? Scripture continues to say she is worth far more than rubies. So the first theme of this woman that God immediately reveals is that she is a woman of noble character. Now, what does that mean exactly? Noble character. By definition, noble means showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals. God is beginning with a theme, communicating to us that our character is of great value. God could have chosen between a million descriptions or attributes, but he starts off by celebrating a woman who displays noble character. This woman lives in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God, and she understands her kingdom assignment to lead those in her influence. So what makes her noble? Now, we could once again find several examples that highlight a Proverbs 31 woman's noble character, but there are two that I believe really shine. First, she is trustworthy. Verse 11 says, The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. Her husband leans heavily on her for input and wisdom. He has confidence in the decisions that she makes regarding the home and family. And he can rest assured that whatever she is managing, she will loyally commit to it with all her heart. Now, secondly, her character is marked by faithfulness. Verse 12 says, She does him, meaning her husband, good and not harm all the days of her life. A woman of noble character has more than good intentions for her husband and family. She diligently pursues what will produce the best results. She loves her family with fierce loyalty, putting them second only to God. A noble character could also mean not overspending at Target when you initially went in for toothpaste and paper towels, but you come out with $200 worth of fall-themed throw pillows and unnecessary items you found on the aisle end caps. Those end caps, I feel like I need to put on blinders when I go into that store. And if you're like me, you're all too familiar with this scenario. I can't tell you how many times in the past I would check out of Target and then begin the walk of shame on the way back to the car. Having a husband who is a college football coach, I generally oversee a lot of the household shopping, savings, and some of the bill paying. And that is a position requiring a lot of trust. Does your husband have to worry about what's showing up on next month's credit card statement? And you know, regardless if you are married or single, we still answer to a higher authority in our trustworthiness and faithfulness in everything that we're given. And that leads us right into our next theme of Proverbs 31, a woman who is faithful in all she is entrusted with. Women have the privilege to be entrusted to manage a lot of things. And we see how the Proverbs 31 woman is trustworthy and faithful to her husband and her family. But she's also business savvy. Just look at the next several passages. It says she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. 
She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. This is a dynamic, industrious woman. Her business ventures are profitable, meaning they are worthwhile, helping to support her family's needs. Now, we could once again focus on her skill set here. But what I really want to focus on is that word that we read in this part of the passage, and that is profitable. If anything she pursues is not worthwhile, she would not consider it. She considers a field and buys it. That means she has carefully thought about her decision and whether or not it was profitable. Several years ago, I was listening to a podcast about the Proverbs 31, and one of the points brought up was the fact that the Proverbs 31 woman does not emphasize a specific position on a lot of cultural debates, such as whether women should be stay-at-home moms or working moms, homeschool moms, or moms that send their kids to public or private school. But what is emphasized is that she does what is best for her family, what is profitable, what is worthwhile. Now, unpopular to culture's messages, a modern-day Proverbs 31 woman does not pursue something solely on the grounds that it is fulfilling. I really hate to burst your bubble here. I know that was a hard one to hear for a lot of you. It's not to say God intends for us to be miserable or we will never experience any personal enjoyment in our lives. But instead of going after something for self-fulfillment, we're called to carefully choose what is profitable what is worthwhile. After all, we need to be faithful with what we're entrusted with. As much as I'd love to say, here's what works, there is no one-size-fits-all answer here. What is worthwhile may look drastically different from woman to woman. It requires a lot of careful consideration, discernment, and prayer. God ultimately is the one who knows what's best for us and our family, so we have to look to Him in all things. And that is exactly what brings us to the other notable bookend of this passage. The third theme we see in the example in Proverbs 31, a woman who fears the Lord. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Like we learned in part one, Proverbs 31 is a celebration of who God made us to be. But let's not miss the forest through the trees. It's not a celebration of her amazing skills and talents. It's not even for the fact that she seems to run like a machine from sun up to sundown. The reason the Proverbs 31 woman has things together, the reason she is celebrated, is because she has wisely placed God at the center of her life. All her decisions, behavior, attitude, everything is all to please her king. 
I love how Tony Evans writes to this. He says, the Proverbs 31 woman is not the model of a perfect woman. She is the model of a committed woman under God. You want to know the real secret to living as a modern day Proverbs 31 woman? It's by fearing the Lord. It's really that simple. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Because when we fear the Lord, when we submit our lives completely to him, then and only then can we be empowered by him to live in a way that is trustworthy, faithful, profitable, and wise in all we do. Proverbs 31, what a beautiful celebration of women, of you and me. We are highly valued and favored by God. Women of noble character, women who are faithful in all we are entrusted with, and most importantly, women who fear the Lord. I hope you know whether you receive praise or not at your city gate, you have an eternal reward awaiting you at heaven's gates one day by our good Father. Thank you for tuning into Bloom today. Praying this message offered a newfound perspective on this passage that was never intended to burden us, but to bless us. See you back again next month as we talk about an unlikely concept entering the holiday season, rest. We're talking about taking back Sabbath. Join us back here on November 4th. In the meantime, keep growing and God bless. Music